Welcome to the Proudly Imperfect podcast with your host, me, Courtney Wallbank, aka the Grow and Glow Coach, bringing you realness you can relate to, real conversations, real people, and I'm sure there'll be real fuck ups along the way. This is about accepting yourself for the hot, steamy mess you are and embracing your incredible imperfections. Subscribe if you love it, and I hope you like today's episode. Hello girlies, welcome back to the Proudly Imperfect podcast with me, the Grow and Glow coach, also known as Courtney. Um, I feel like I've been away for ages, you know. I don't know what it is, it might be because we've had the retreat um, and before that I think it was a guest episode, but I feel like I haven't recorded in ages, sorry, excuse me standard burping already my mouth is actually on fire I've just so prepped all my meals for the week um first time I've done that in ages like breakfast dinner and tea as well never really gone that far with it before it's normally just lunch that I prep um it took me three hours but I'm fucking loving it I feel healthy already and they're just banging meals like what I I fell into the trap of like getting like healthy-ish meals but not getting enough and just banging it in the air fryer because obviously I've got my days free now um and I thought I was like oh yeah I don't have to prep anymore but I actually enjoy prepping because it just means that it's less decisions to make it means that I'm being healthier and yeah I'm going off topic here completely but my mouth's on fire because I had a turkey burrito bowl and it was fucking gorgeous so yeah that's that's me what have I been up to I honestly I feel like it's been so long um I think it's because so much has happened in such a short space of time I uh, completed smashed out of the park the retreat it was one of the best experiences of my life and to say that I was able to hold a space for a full weekend is absolutely magical. Every single woman come away with their lives changed. Um, I know that because they've said it. Every single woman come away. And as soon as we kind of left, we went for breakfast on the last day and every single one of them was like, when the fuck is the next one? Before we even got home. And to have that kind of feedback is, is just so... I'm just so grateful for it. And it was a truly, truly magical weekend. So keep an eye out for the uh, wait list for the next one because there will be a next one before I, I leave Australia next year for a little while. Um, other side note, I have been very, very poorly. June's goal is 100% to look after my body a bit more. Um, not that I don't. I go to the gym and I, like I said, I eat fairly healthy. That's probably taken a bit of a slip recently, but... I mean, like, I'm going to go fully in and I'm going to, like, start going to little wellness, like, places. Like, there's an ice bath ice bath place in Bondi Junction. Treating myself to a spa day and a massage the other day. Although that probably, I think it kind of fucked me up even more because I was a little bit ill. Um, But if, I, if I'm sniffing a little bit, it's because I'm a little bit poorly still um, or I'm just getting out of it. I definitely feel better. So, yeah, June's kind of focus point is just healthy body, man. Like, true, like I'm taking vitamins, never took vitamins in my life apart from hair ones. Um, So, yeah, that is me. 
Um, I hope you're all doing okay. Today's episode, bit of a last minute decision, to be honest. Not to do an episode, because I always record on Wednesdays. Um, but in terms of what this episode actually is today, it it's a bit of a last minute decision. And I got I just got to thinking about like when I first started to create changes for myself. I I remember, and it's such, it's one of the best compliments you can receive when someone's like, you're glowing, what have you done different? And you actually haven't done anything different. It's, it's how you feel on the inside that's changed. And that is allowing you to absolutely glow from the inside out. And I remember when I first started this journey and I first started like really changing the beliefs about myself and changing my behaviors and my habits and all of those things. And the amount of people who would say, say it to me like, oh my God, like you're shining, you're glowing. Have you done something different? And I I want to be able to give you that. I want you to be able to go out and your friends and your family and your work colleagues be like, oh, have you done something different? Like you, you, you look so happy, you look glowing and you can just to be, you know, take a step back and be like, nothing really has changed on the outside, but everything has changed on the inside. And um, that, that, that gets to be your evidence because at the end of the day, when we're, when we're going through a stage of shifting our beliefs, like evidence is so important. And that's why when we're shifting old beliefs, it's, it's so important to look for evidence that contradicts that. Cause when you look for it, you will start, you will find it. And it's just such an amazing piece of evidence that you can bank when another person is like, fuck me what 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 skin stuff are you using even like I remember my skin was glowing and it wasn't it wasn't nothing to do with anything that on my exterior that I I mean I did adopt a new skincare routine but (laughs) it that wasn't it it was my energy my energy had shifted and you know it's the one of the main reoccurring comments and themes that I get with clients when we get like session three session four in after about a month let's say of of them really starting to shift their patterns shift their thoughts shift their habits they most of them say oh my friends are starting to notice my partner's starting to notice that people are telling me that I seem much happier people are telling me that my energy seems different and I just think that's the most beautiful thing in the world to be honest so I had to think about what were the what were the key phases? And I, I I thought about this a long time ago and I implemented it into my one-on-one. So anyone who joins one-on-one week, one with me got or gets a whole um, portal filled with resources, filled with workbooklets, masterclasses, all of them things that they can kind of dive into in between session, okay? Um, and... That came about because I thought, okay, yeah, in session is amazing, but what's really important is the work they do in between. And I wanted to create something that would guide them through the same or the not the same because everyone's different, but a similar journey as to what I went through with the key principles of what I did to experience the changes that I have done. And... I sat down and I was like, right, okay, what what phases, what stages, what things did I actually 
go through? What steps was it? But I didn't want to call it steps because these phases, you know, you come in and out of a phase. You can revisit a phase. And I think it's really important to note that what I talk about today, you don't just go through the phase once and then you're glowing for life and you're all grown and you don't have to do any more work. This is something that you can revisit at different stages of life that you could come back to that, you know, if you're going through a dip. And I think that's the beauty of what I've created here because it's not just you know, you'll do it once and then you can't go anywhere else with it. It's it's there for life. Once you know these phases and you know um, what direction you kind of go want to go in with them, then when you are, especially if you, you're just starting off this journey or you've started it and you, you, you feel in a sense of lack in terms of direction, you don't know which way to go with it you're feeling a little lost you're feeling like you need a little guidance these phases you can come back and go okay maybe this is what I need to work on in terms of this fit all all the aspects within this phase are really going to help me through this moment in life life right now and that's why it's so magical what I've created and I'm really really excited to share it with the wider audience that I have rather than just one-on-one so what I'll do is I'll kind of relay for really fast because this is going to be quite it's not going to be a long episode this I'm going to I'm going to give you the list of phases and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you what each phase entails and the focus point of each phase and what it is in terms of you know I'm like I love a good action step in terms of action steps at the end of this episode I suppose it would just be to see how you can dive into each phase off your own accord. Um, and then I've got a cheeky little, not even cheeky little, huge, incredible, life-changing announcement at the end of this um, show. So the, the the six phases, right? So the six phases of of self-discovery, of inner growth, and of glowing from the inside out right? You've got clarity and ritual, a positive shift, making friends with your emotions, mindset reset, reclaiming self-worth and a new you, right? That sounds like a lot. Sorry for sniffing again. Apologies, right in your ear or all just me going, that's not nice, is it? Oh, I'm not going to lie. That really nearly went to the back of my throat. Oh, my goodness. You know what? <laughs> you know when you can breathe properly, you really take advantage of the fact that you can breathe properly. Like there's for the past like two and a half, three weeks, I've been laying in bed just like, I just want to be able to breathe. Um, where was I? Sorry, I was just taking a little drink. So clarity and ritual, positive shift, making friends with your emotions, mindset reset, reclaim self-worth, and a new you. So I'm going to break these phases down for you, dive a little bit into each one, and then you can see how you can start to kind of move through this process all by yourself, right? So clarity and ritual is phase one. Now, this phase is in within the, the mentorship, the one-on-one, 
this phase actually used to be like a pre-study phase. I'm changing things up a bit now, but it was the it was basically before we jumped into a one-on-one session, I would gain them access to this phase for two weeks prior to us even beginning to work with each other because this phase is about laying the foundations for change. How can you change or how can you create the life that you want if you are not clear on who you are, on what you want, on who you are currently, on who you want to be, on what you want, on the things that you love, the things that you're scared of, the things that are your strengths, the things that are your weaknesses. How can you create change in your life without without being aware of those things? It is a fucking impossible. So when I was, you know, going like hit rock bottom, let's say, and before, I had no awareness about who my current self was or who I wanted to be or what I wanted. Or maybe I did think I haven't had an idea, but I didn't, those ideas was based off me being someone I thought everyone else wanted me to be, not off the awareness of who I truly was. So the the, the first aspect of phase one is clarity. And that is literally about, you need to understand yourself to create the life that you want. You need to and understand yourself from a place of non-judgment as well. Like, who are you at your core? What makes you you? Strip back the layers of who you've been pretending to be to make people happy. Who are you? What do you want? Not what does your family want or your religion or what you think other people want you to be. Who are you? And, you know, it's it, it blows my mind that people go through life most people go through their whole life without asking the, the the simple question of who am I really? So clarity, the clarity aspect of of this this phase is about getting to know your values. I've I've talked about values before in one of these podcasts. I cannot for the life of me remember what episode it was. I think it was maybe something about um struggling to make decisions or feeling confident making decisions. So if you're interested in that episode, it was quite a while ago. So I just scroll back there. Um, Just let my hair, um, just another choke to my strand of hair, my super long fringe dangling down. My hair's grown loads a little bit. Um, So yeah, that's the first, that is the first aspect, the clarity part. And what that, what that does is it allows us to set some foundations of where we can go. Because when once you know who you are, then you can start to kind of respond to the world as that version of you. Well, begin to, because obviously it's going to be hard at first to do that, to build the confidence and to build the knowledge of how to and the tools of how to do that. But it gives you a foundation. It gives you an awareness of your current self right in this moment of who you want to be and what you actually want. Ritual is again, at its simplest form, creating the first small habits and steps that are going to set you up for making the bigger changes in life. Ritual is what you do on a daily basis that means something to you and that sets you up for a day of positivity, success, love, groundedness, 
And when you have a day that sets you up like that, you'll have a week that sets you up like that. When you have a week that sets you up like that, you have a fucking month that sets you up like that. And you get the gist, year, life. Having these rituals, and you're probably thinking, what the fuck is a ritual, right? Ritual is basically routine, but I I do not like using that word at all. Routine to me sounds boring. It sounds like we have to do it. It sounds like it's being forced upon us. And, you know, this thing is, if we don't do it this way, then we're not good enough or we're not going to experience the the changes that the positive change that we want to experience. And I think, you know, a lot of people talk about morning routines and they are so important. And I love that. But what I found with working with women is they create this morning routine. And then if they miss it once, or if, if they don't do it exactly the same every day, they start flapping, you know, they start like fucking clenching bum cheek time, squeaky bums, whatever that fucking saying is, squeaky bum time. Don't know. Um, and they 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 put so much on that. So I think it makes it it makes it more meaningful. A ritual is something that could change as you develop as a person. It's something that could change based on how you're feeling day to day. But it's so important to have morning and evening habits that you put together and see as your ritual, your non-negotiable, but non-negotiable in the sense that you're going to do something each morning and each evening that's going to set you up for the next day or set you up for the day ahead. But it's not, it doesn't have to be set in stone. It doesn't have to be this chore. And that's what we're trying to get away from. If it starts to feel like a chore, it's like, right, how can I mix this up? How can I make this attractive? How can I make this fun? How can I make this mean something to me? So I understand how this is going to help me throughout my day, throughout my week, throughout my life, right? So I've been doing a morning ritual, an evening ritual for for about three years now, two and a half years. And recently it was like, oh my, like I, I do kind of similar things every day, like gratitudes, meditation, gym. Like it was very, very the same. So I wanted to switch it up a little bit. So I started getting cards. I got some cards. I got some Oracle cards. I got some Sage. I made it more of an actual ritual, to be honest, especially after the retreat, because I loved that. So, but that might not work for you. It's about finding the practice that works for you. Not everybody, not every human being is the same. So me telling you to go to the gym for an hour, to meditate for 20 minutes, mindful meditation, sat still with your eyes closed, to journal on X, Y, Z. Like I can give you ideas. I can give you what works for me and what works for other clients and give you ideas if you really are kind of not knowing what to do with each of those components. But what play around with it? Play around with what works for you. What I will say is with journaling, like pen to paper, some people don't like to write, but I think that's because they get it in their head that they're not good writers and journaling isn't about that. It's about getting what's on the inside out on paper. And I think 
you know, doing it in your notes and doing it on a computer is st- still effective, but it's the pen to paper with journaling that really allows you to tap into that 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 deeper version of you. Now, in terms of your ritual, I'm not going to dive too deep into each um, phase, but in terms of ritual, you know, you've got meditation, journaling, card, oracle card reading or picking, you've got sage, you've got incense, you've got as your favorite spot outside on the beach, make that a ritual. You've got some, I would say some kind of exercise is absolutely, you know, even if it's just fucking jumping up and down and doing star jumps, 10 star jumps, you've moved your body. Okay. You've got that circulation going in your body first thing, whether it's going for a walk, a run, whatever it might be, but you want to make sure it includes, you know, mindfulness, groundedness, and things that are going to allow you to kickstart the day on a positive note, rather than getting up, flapping about, starting work straight away, and not even no time for you. This, this first phase is about coming home to yourself a little bit, knowing who you are, and then doing the thing, and then having that then moments of the day, the first thing in the morning and last thing at night that are just for you. And I don't want to hear that you don't have time to journal. I don't want to hear that you don't have time for a five-minute meditation. And, you know, meditation looks different for everyone. You can do, I've done fire meditation before where you light a candle and you just really focus on the flame for five minutes, five to 10 minutes. If you if you can't have a 15-minute slot to start off with to do a ritual in the morning, whether it be write down your gratitudes, write down everything that you've received, write down reasons why you celebrate yourself, three fucking things to start off with. If it feels overwhelming to have a full morning routine straight away, start small and bring awareness to the why you're doing this. But if you keep telling yourself you don't have time, you're not going to have time. You need to create time for yourself. And if you're not doing that, I want you to ask yourself, why are you not deeming yourself important enough? Why are you not loving yourself enough right now to create that time for yourself? It's not, the time isn't going to pop up out of nowhere. You're not just going to miraculously find more time to do the ritual and this work in general. It's if, if you keep telling yourself, I ain't got the time to do it, I'll wait till I've got a bit more time. You're going to be waiting for the rest of your life. Create the time. Okay. And then you actually realize that you've got a lot more time than you than you first thought. So that's the first phase, clarity and ritual. Then we've got a positive shift. So this phase is about starting to dip your toe in changing the way you think without being too heavy, right? It's about becoming aware of the fact that your thoughts absolutely create your reality. So I started to get clear on who I was, all of that shit, started to like really hone in on my rituals then from that, it was like this little domino effect of, of, of me starting to think a little bit differently. And then I became hyper aware of the fact that my thoughts actually are beginning to shape my reality, right? So a positive shift is about using the techniques and the different tools out there to change the way you think, start to change the way you think. It's about becoming hyper aware of the things that you focus on, you get more of. So 
in terms of, you know, the reticular activating system is a part of your brain called the RAS, right? And it acts like a filter. And your subconscious will only allow through that filter to your conscious, to your awareness, what you believe in, what you focus on, right? Because that's the only thing that it deems important. So a good example about this of this is, and I always use this example, you decide to, 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 to buy, you decide that you're going to buy a red Toyota. Don't really know cars, right? The next day or the next week, what happens? You start to see them everywhere on the road. There's not more of that car out there on the road. Your mind is only allowing through to your awareness that car and it's blocking out everybody else, everything else. Same goes for the way you think. And this is what a positive shift's about. It's not about diving too much into the deep end and, you know, going really deep and everything like that. This is about just acknowledging the fact and starting to use the tools surrounding reframing your thoughts so your focus point are going to allow more of the same positive thinking, solution-based thinking into your mind. One question that you can ask yourself in terms of this is what else might this mean? Or whilst I'm focusing on this, what am I not currently focusing on? That broadens your awareness. It starts to shift your thoughts, right? Positive shift. Another thing that's within this phase is starting to become more mindful because as you start to become more mindful and practice mindfulness, the you're able to pause and use those reframes and think about the way that you're thinking. Right now, you probably don't even realize that there's a space between something happening externally to you and the way you react. You just react. Practicing mindfulness allows that that space to become larger, to become more obvious for you. So you can pause, think about the way you're thinking and reframe in a way that serves you, right? There's, a, there's one of my favorite quotes and I'm probably not going to quote it um, completely correct, but it's something like between stimulus and between stimulus and response, there's a space within that space is your choice to respond in your response lies your growth right probably not word for word but you get it what that means though is that space you can choose how you think and how you respond to a situation most people or I don't want to say most people well, I suppose most people do go their whole life without even realizing that, that there's a space there and they just react. They react to the external world and then feel shit about it later. They react to the external world and they their reality is created off the back of that rather than noticing that space and being like, how do I want to respond to this situation? And a, a really, really powerful way of doing that is beginning to practice mindfulness because mindfulness allows you to become more aware of the present moment. And that allows that space, that allows that ability to pause and choose your response and choose how you're going to reframe the, the first thought that comes into your mind. Mindfulness allows you to do that. Okay. So a positive shift, reframing, mindfulness, becoming aware of your thoughts that create your reality and being just really, really conscious of the fact that what you choose to think, you get more of, right? 
Then the third phase is making friends with your anxiety. Sorry, making friends with your emotions. I say anxiety because my very first masterclass was about making friends with anxiety. And I've developed that and refined that further into making friends with your emotions. Because a lot of people and a lot of clients have really poor relationship with anger or jealousy, or it's not just anxiety. And, you know, I think when I first started, it was... I was, I was, I mean, I still do help a lot of people from my own experiences, but now I have the, the experience in helping others to us, to a, to a high degree. I, I understand others, other challenges with anger and jealousy and resentment and all of these things, right? So making friends with your emotions is about becoming emotionally intelligent. It's about not not being the person or not being driven by your thoughts and emotions because your thoughts create your emotions. Your emotions create your behaviors and your behaviors dictate your results or your reality, right? So it all starts with the thought, but to be honest, your thought and your emotions are quite intertwined. Sometimes your emotions, emotions that are trapped in the body, emotions that have not been expressed or felt, they've actually been repressed, they can create your thoughts, they can create your triggers, right? So it's in it's interchangeable. So in terms of making friends with your emotions, this is about becoming aware of the emotion that you feel in a given moment, knowing that nobody can make you feel a certain way. It's your thoughts and your experiences that make you feel a certain way and the way you view the world. Nobody has the power to make you feel a certain way. It's about taking real radical responsibility about your feelings. It's about removing the fear that you might have of your anxiety or your anger or your jealousy. Because I think, and I'm going to make a bold statement here, I don't believe that people suffer from anxiety. I do not believe that people suffer from anxiety. And that's someone who used to fully believe that she was the victim of anxiety. And the the reason why I phrase it this way is because I believe people suffer from the fear of anxiety. I believe people suffer from the lack of knowledge and tools that they have surrounding anxiety and other emotions. Um, I think that anxiety is something that is just an emotion that every human being experiences. And when not when not dealt with or managed properly, that's when you start to see the disorders and, and the real problems coming through. But I, I do truly believe that you can make friends with anxiety to the point that when it comes up, you're not fearful, you don't suffer, you feel. And you feel safe to feel. Now, obviously, side note, um, people with trauma and, you know, I, like I, I, I feel you, I see you, like I, I'm, I've been there. I understand what trauma does to a person. I'm not saying that you're not suffering. I'm not invalidating your emotions at all. What I'm saying is, I think the fear of feeling those emotions is the problem, not the emotion. That's what I'm getting at, 
right? And that's what making friends with your emotions about is about. It's about really allowing yourself to feel all emotions and not being afraid of that. Because like feeling emotion is what is what is a is a clear sign that we're alive, that we're living, that we're getting to experience at this world. Kind of made your brain fart now. Uh, I'm really struggling to breathe. Sorry. Um, so yeah, making friends with your emotions is all about really becoming the manager of your emotions. Phase four, mindset reset. This is why this is where like shit starts getting deep. So on my on personally on my journey, it was like right, get clear on who I was. Start to 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 put the small things in to create a positive shift and understand the the premise of a thought make friends with my anxiety in particular, but make friends with your emotions in general. And then start to really reset the way your mind is programmed. Start to, to really understand what your subconscious mind is. The fact that from the ages of zero to eight or zero to 10, this is mixed ages that people say, but you get the gist. Your, your mind is making sense of the world making meaning of the outside and like a computer it installs programs during those those periods of time and those programs lead to beliefs those programs lead to the way you're behaving right now in the present moment 20 30 40 50 years on it might sound far-fetched but it's a scientific fact that's what happens your brain is programmed to behave in a certain way because of the experiences that you've been through as a child. Now, mindset reset is about becoming aware of the behaviors that are currently showing up and the thoughts and the feelings. Understanding what programs you might be running, what beliefs you might hold, exploring where they, they, the root cause of that might be, which is hard, by the way. I've, I've been going to therapy for the last month and I swear to God, it is the most emotionally challenging and psychologically challenging thing that I've ever done because it's bringing up a lot of stuff, but it's making my awareness grow tenfold. And that's what I do with clients. I make their awareness increase so much that they're able to change this programming because the amazing thing is just because these programs were installed we can uninstall them and install new ones right I did a podcast with Jess the other the other week which will be it'll be um what's the word uploaded in a couple of weeks and she explained it so fucking beautifully but mindset reset is about knowing that the way you behave right now isn't who you are. It's a result of your conditioning, your programming, your beliefs, and you get to change that. So within this 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 phase, it's all about inner child work. It's about your shadows. It's about digging deeper to the root cause of things. And again, taking responsibility, knowing that on some deep level, your mind is doing the best it can, is trying to protect you, is trying to keep you safe, but that most of the time, that means stuck because it's comfortable. But your mind will do everything in its power to keep you stuck. So what we wanna do is we wanna reset that mindset. 
we want to reset that programming so you're able to take action so you're able to create exactly what you want so you're able to feel the way that you want to feel right so mindset reset is about really digging deep into how your mind can change how you can reprogram your subconscious and how you can just really on a deeper level begin to create changes because you might you might have listened to all these podcasts you might have tried to start all the programs and do the things and you might think oh nothing works nothing sticks no I don't actually change it always revert back that is because that is your your mind reverting back to its normal program because that's comfortable and that's safe but once you become hyper aware of the programs that you're using and aware of the behaviors that it's producing as well you can start to change that which I think like so exciting so exciting to know that no matter what isn't serving you in the, this moment you get to take responsibility and change that right no matter what you hate in your life at the moment whether it's to do with yourself or your life you can change that yes it's uncomfortable yes it's a bit scary yes it's emotional but you can fucking do it okay oh my god i'm so bunged up um Stage five, reclaim self-worth. This is my absolute favorite when it comes to like doing it with one-on-one clients and in terms of the the program that I created with these phases because it's just about stepping into the power that you may have lost along the way in life. Because you at your core being, you when you were first, very first born into this world were pure. You had zero fear. You had... You know, you were you at your purest form with zero conditioning and reclaiming your self-worth is knowing that you at your purest form is absolutely enough. The only reason you don't feel enough is because you've been conditioned to believe that about yourself. And self-worth is about that feeling of enoughness, right? And this is where you really want to fucking do the things that you love, find the things that light you up, put yourself first, set fucking boundaries. Like st- like who is the person who has the identity of pure self-worth, self-love? What does that look like to you personally? And then every day it's like, right, how can I step into this identity of someone who fully understands and knows that she is enough no matter what? no matter what her achievements, no matter what, if she's in a relationship, no matter if she's got kids or she's married or if she's gone traveling or if she gets, you know, if she's got the car or the really good job, no matter what you've got, you you are enough. And reclaiming self-worth is about really focusing. You know, I did the 10 commandments of self-worth a couple of weeks ago, really focusing on them 10 commandments. That's what this phase is about. Because right now you're clear on who you are and what you want. You've started to change your your frame of mind and your thoughts into a positive shift. You're starting to make friends with your emotions. You're starting to kind of dive deep into your programming and reprogramming that. Now you're like, fuck yes. I am a fucking unreal human being and nobody or nothing exterior to me is going to change my mind on that fact because it's truth because I decide that it's truth that is the vibe that we're going for with this phase it is about pure celebration and love for oneself 
and not and not taking no shit, knowing that you can set a boundary and still be loved, knowing that you don't have to fucking wear yourself thin. Don't know if that's a saying and fill everyone else's cup before your own. It's about knowing that, hon, I'm going to fill your cup because I love you, but first I've got to fill my own. I'm doing that first always and filling up everyone else's cup from overflow of your own. And then we've got a new you. I'm going to wrap this up quickly. Um, Like I said, short, short uh, episode today. A new you. So you've gone through all the phases, right? You're feeling fucking different by now. You, you are starting to glow from the inside out. People are saying shit. You're getting the evidence. You feel the evidence. A new you is about the belief that you can create anything you want to create. A new you is really cementing these new beliefs that you have formed, going out into the world and creating exactly, consciously creating exactly what it is that you want. Because you know yourself now, you know what you want. And even if it's not this one thing as in, like you haven't found your big purpose, like through doing these phases, that's not the end of the world, but you'll still know what you want to create for yourself in some sense. A new you is about manifestation. It's about really, really believing that you can go out and take the action and and feel that confidence to go and do the scary shit that's going to take you closer towards the life that you want, whatever that looks like for you. Because when you started clarity and ritual, you might not have held the confidence to do that. You might not have held the belief that you could go out and do these things. But through all these phases, you've done things that you never thought possible. You've done things that the old version of you would be like, absolutely not, that's not me. You must be talking about someone else. But you've done it. You've surprised yourself. You've gained the evidence. So a new you is about gathering all of that evidence, looking at it and going, shit, I am so much more capable than what I, that I first give myself credit for that I first realized. A new you is the phase where you really start to aim big because you believe and that you know that it's only a matter of time before that manifests into your reality because you're able to manage your emotions now. So you're not focusing on all the negative things. So new opportunities are coming into your life. And this is the domino effect of all of these phases. Now, like I say, it's not to say that you will never experience self-doubt again or anxiety or negative thoughts. We're not about positive vibes only here. You are going to experience dips in life and that is fucking okay. This, these phases will, if you follow these phases and you know what to do with each phase, you'll be able to dip in and out of it. When you're feeling a dip, you'll be able to dip in and out of this. And you'll be able to pinpoint exactly where you need help, in which phase you need help with in any given moment in life. And that's the beauty of this process. That's the beauty of breaking it down like this. Because then no matter if you're having a shit day, you'll still have that inner glow. You'll still be growing because you'll look at these situations and go, what is there to learn from this? And that's what this journey teaches as well. It teaches that, yeah, you're going to have the shit times. Life is fucking hard. Life throws shit at you. But 
by going through these phases, you learn that, yeah, life is going to throw some shit at you, but there's always something to learn and there's always there's always ways to adapt and do things differently next time. And maybe you couldn't have done anything differently, but you know that next time you might respond a little bit better. Whatever it is, there's always something to learn. So that's the beauty of these phases. Love it. So clarity and ritual, a positive shift, making friends with your emotions, mindset reset, reclaim self-worth and a new you. Fucking glowing from the inside out if you follow those phases. And guess what? You have an opportunity to be led through those six phases at your own pace, in your own time, to be literally have something that you can fall back on throughout life. And it's called the Glow Accelerator. I am so, so, so fucking excited to announce this because it's something that up until this point, only one-on-one clients I've had access to. And not only that, going forward, one-on-one clients will get access to a completely revamped and refined version of that. Not that it wasn't good anyway, but it's it's more accessible and easier because it's 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 a program. It wasn't a program before, it's now a program. You're gonna get training videos, you're gonna get bonus trainings. There is hours worth of training videos. Then at, at the end of each phase or at the end of each training video, you're gonna get action steps to go away and implement into your life to create the changes and experience this self-discovery and inner growth. This is for you if you're feeling a little bit lost or if you've started this journey and you just feel like you need a bit of guidance, you need, you feel like you're, you know, you could do with that there. And I, un- I get it, I fucking get it. Like some people want to invest in themselves, but they're just not ready for one-on-one, whether it be the money, the time, the they just don't feel ready. I get that. This is something that I wished I had when I first started. Because at the start, I was just, what's that saying? Throwing spaghetti to the wall and open it stuck. This is a clear, affordable, accessible way for you to experience all the phases that we have talked about. It's called the Glow Accelerator. And if if you are interested, if you want to know more, please, the Grow Glow Co, the Grow Glow.co on Instagram or the Grow Glow Co at gmail.com. Pop me a message, let's chat. It is completely self-led. So you have no no one-on-one time with me. However, I'm in the process of just sorting out some last bits um, in terms of what is included. Right now, it's only fucking... or two payments of 222, which is madness. I wanted to, I've always wanted to create something that is able to be used by a wide audience of women and something that's off affordable for all, right? (sighs) I'm excited. Okay, I'm done because I can't breathe. Um, but thank you so much, all of you. What I would suggest going forward in terms of action steps after this podcast is write down each phase, see what you can do off the back of each phase for yourself, even if it's just one thing per each phase. 
Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. I love you all so, 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 so much. Um, and I'll catch you next time. Love you girls. Bye. Bye.